Welcome to the Branches podcast. Branches is a community of faith, hope and love in the South Orange County. We are a church for people who don't go to church. If you'd like to learn more about our faith or our community, visit our website at branchesoc.com. You're going to want to grab those little pieces of papers around you that say notes and then grab a pen or if you already have a pen, use that. So um, most people, this is kind of cool, most people that are members at Branches are actually in some kind of small group. So we have small group questions that we send out, you know, especially during this series. But uh, although you have those questions, this is what we're going to ask you to, to, to do this morning. Grab that notes paper and a pen, and you are going to take notes of questions or things that you think should be brought up this week. Um, part of that idea came from someone we were asking, uh, uh, we brought some ladies in to the leadership team and said, so what about this, what about that? And so we're asking about the small group questions and in full honesty, one of the ladies basically said, mm, the questions kind of suck. And I said, oh, perfect, so how about you write them on Sunday? Because that's what happens here, you know, you see the need, we ask you to fill the need. But also by you writing the questions, it makes your brain move and you're actually engaging in God's word and thinking through this. And when you get to your group, whether you go to a group or not, uh, you still have that content there. So grab that and plan on writing questions. We already have questions, but we want you to, to be a part of it. Because um, what we typically do, because we've been trained to do this, is we want someone to give it to us, right? We want someone to hand something to us. And we, because we're from the U.S., we kind of expect it, right? Um, for example, uh, when you, we, I was talking to a friend that um, works in the restaurant business, and we were talking about service. And people will always go to restaurants, and when they come back, the food could be fantastic. But if the service wasn't good, everyone's going to hear about it. Like, that's just kind of how it goes. And that has transferred into so many other aspects of life, which it shouldn't. There's this expectation we have, this entitlement we have. We've been trained to be consumers. Um, we've been trained to go to a school and expect a certain amount of treatment from the teachers and the administration to the kids. These are people that have devoted their lives to be teachers, and yet, I don't know if there's a group of people that get complained about more than teachers. I know this other person who's not a teacher, and they're involved in service, and they said this. They said, you know, I find that every time I, I take a role of serving, I get hassled more. Like, I feel like if I put myself out there, I get more of a hassle. Um, and we've taken that into all kinds of aspects, including the body of Christ. We've had worship nights before. I'm not making this stuff up. We've had worship nights before where people will come and complain because, well, you know what, I didn't have this, the, the lighting wasn't right, the chairs weren't set, it. they're complaining about the worship night. I had a friend um, who was going to another church, and they left that church to go to another church, and I was like, oh, what happened? You know, the sound system was really poor. I was like, are you serious? I thought he was joking. He's like, no, no, we couldn't go there because the sound was just too distracting. And I'd been to this church. It was like a $50,000, I'm thinking, you haven't come to branches, right? Because you might as well not even bother. But it was this sense of coming to get served. 
It was this coming to be a consumer rather than coming to give. And so we had a, uh, we, at Branches, we have a Branches dinner because we want everyone to be able to find their place. We're going through this series called Simple Church, which is for us to kind of look into God's Word and, and try to take everything down to the bare bones and say, what is it that a church is supposed to be? What are we trying to be? And so, you know, at a Branches dinner, you would think that would be, you know, someone that's, that's just started coming to Branches, they want to know more. Usually, you would expect, because this is what we do here in the United States, that they're going to come to that dinner, and we're going to say, and we offer this, and have like this nice, you know, PowerPoint thing, and we can do this for you. Oh, look at that, huh? And we do this, and you haven't even seen this yet, but pa-pow, we can impress you with this. But that's not what we do. And so we, we you know, we had everyone there, and we said, so just kind of want to let you know what you're getting yourself into. And you can see everyone kind of turn their head just a little bit, like, what do you mean what I'm getting myself into? Wait, did you just... Did you just, did you trick me? What's going on here? And we said, you know, we just want you to know what's expected. Because the expectation is usually we want to share what we're, where we're aiming and where we're headed. But we're also just kind of letting you know that as, as part of branches, there's an expectation upon you. Did you ever hear that before? <laughs> you haven't been to a branches dinner. But if you haven't, we want to tell you now there's an expectation from you. But there's an expectation because we are followers of Christ. And I want to show you uh, what Jesus said about us as followers of Christ. He said this about himself. He said, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus went to the cross and paid the ultimate price. And he says, look, if you're following me, Take up your cross and follow. That's, and so we're telling everyone, like, expect that. Not about, hey, we're expecting you to serve branches. It's not about serving branches. It's about everyone at branches is expected to serve. We didn't say this at the last one, but, we, but um, it just because it slipped my mind. Because, you know, when you come to these things, right, church, I'm, I'm new to church, or I haven't been to church before, I used to go to church, or so what are you going to say about money? And I love saying this because it always throws people off their game. I said, we expect you at branches to give money. And then you see everyone going, ugh. And, and some people have that face, they kind of smile, and they're thinking, I'm never coming back here again. Oh, you're that type. No, there is an expectation. Now, not necessarily give to branches, but that money is not ours. We don't own squat. It belongs to him. And he expects us to use that to serve others. It's not meant for us to accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. It's meant for us to give away. Now, that doesn't mean you can't spend for yourself. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy things. But there's, a, there's an element where we're here on this earth to serve and not to be served. And it's what's good for us. I, I love, you know I love the message translation and a few other translations because they, they put it in language I can understand. And so there's this, this passage that says... Um, he who wants to keep his life will lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake, this is Jesus speaking, he who loses his life for my sake will find it. And you look at that and you're like, okay, what does that mean? And then the message translation says it this way. Can you go to the next slide? Self-help 
is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. I love that. Because we, we, we go to things trying to get, to get, to get, to get. But if you want to be full, like absolutely full, where you can come in and go, look, I don't need anything. Then live this type of life, a life of self-sacrifice. Where it's not about pulling in, but it's about pushing out. And I don't care what your vocation is. It's a life of pouring out. You can do it to receive, but you can turn it to give away. And as you do that, you will discover this full life that Jesus is talking about. As I look out, I can see all these different vocations, all these different ways that you spend your hours. And no matter what you do, no matter how selfish you think your vocation is, your vocation can be turned around to serve others. And that needs to be why you do it. To give away, not just in your interactions, but in the actual vocation. You could have the most serving job possible and still not be serving. You could be a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad and still not live a life of self-sacrifice. And in that, you're probably very empty. But as you move towards this, to not trying to keep your life, but to give it away. And as you give it away, you're going to discover you discover real life. The life you were made for. So we, um, I wouldn't call it random, because we prayed about it. But we just said, who are some people at church that we just want a video? We're going to give them a question and just say, fire it up and answer it. And so we had one a few weeks ago, and we're going to show one this morning. We try not to always tell them ahead of time, because Amara would be, her stomach would be churning, but it's Amara today. Did you know that? You didn't know us today. Yeah, you're sitting in the front row. I was like, oh, I can't tell her right before. So I thought I'd tell her as I was telling you this morning, it's Amara. And um, so this is a video um, that I think really helps encapsulate here at Branches, but more importantly, this life that Christ has called us to. What does it mean? To not come to be served, but to serve. And what does it mean to live a life that way to where you're completely full? So, please watch. Okay, cool. Uh, so, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Amara Castro, and I am married to my husband, Dana, and I work with children with autism. I'm a behavioral therapist, and that's me. My mom and I both, and my brother, we all went to a, a fairly conservative church in Bakersfield, and because my mom was divorced, and because she didn't sing in the choir, she didn't attend women's retreats, and didn't go to Sunday school, uh, my mom wasn't allowed to be a leader, and she wasn't allowed to serve, and it took a long time for my mom to be able to serve, any, even in Awanas on uh, Wednesday nights. And then I remember just being, wanting to do like, uh, we did like those big musical productions all the time, and I was really wanting to be um, a part of them, and I was always kind of put in the back. And I'd always ask my mom, like, why, why? And my mom, like, would tell me, well, Mar, it's because they see something different in us, like our lives are just different and I'm not this person and I'm not this woman and I'm not that woman and that's why um, 
they get those girls get picked for things and you don't and um, I appreciated my mom's honesty but that's when I kind of realized like then why are we here like why are we here mom if these like people don't let us serve and that's when I started truly seeing and um, loving this idea of serving in just anywhere I could outside of school and work so I would find churches to serve at I would volunteer um, in child development centers and I would just do what I could to serve and I felt like I was trying to fill my bucket up from childhood of not being able to serve all the time or feeling this need to have to prove myself or feel worthy enough to serve and then I realized that I didn't have to and that I was just because I am I can. The one thing that I loved about branches there wasn't this like idea that there was these group of people or leaders that were creating a space of worship and community. It was created by everybody else. Um, we were at a previous church before and my husband told me like if we're not serving at church then why are we at church? And that we were um, asked to help create a community and that's what really drew us to branches and coming to branches was that we had the opportunity to be a part of a community versus being a part of somebody else's. By helping cleaning up and setting up, you are a part of a family and you get to talk to people, you get to see people, you get to know people. Maybe somebody will think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it is, it is such a big deal to even give just a little bit of yourself. You just do it. It's like you go to a friend's house and they make you dinner and you just jump in and you help wash the dishes because it's just something that you do and that we're just people loving people that just love to help out and serve and then being at branches just kind of helped us grow in that and worship in that way which we had never really seen as worship before and that's what makes it different in that you you're getting those relationships out of it like use your gift like you are a minister you showing up to church and walking into the blue building rather than going to baby beach you are a minister there was a while there that I had that mindset like, oh, I can't because, you know, I, I need a time of rest. This is my day of rest. And I just felt like God was saying, like, you're, you're lying to yourself. And I realized the importance, it's a difference. It's a difference of serving the kids on children's ministry and then being at work during the week. God felt that and God showed me that it was different. And I felt the difference and I felt the growth and I felt that joy that came from serving at church outside of working. I love walking into church and I love having little kids run up to me and give me hugs. I love being with Samara. I love running around and being goofy and silly in the back and then seeing kids' faces light up and kids wanting to hang out with me. I get, like, that's what gets me every time. Like, I'll show up every Sunday if I get fed like that. When I think of branches and I think that everybody is a minister and if there's a need that you feel it, I always go back to Romans 12:3. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given to you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If this man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. And if it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. 
If it is showing mercy, then let him do it cheerfully. This is about taking what you have and giving it away because it breathes life in other people. Right. <laughs> I think there was like that verse like in Timothy, like just because you're young doesn't mean yeah. you can't, you know, like serve or speak or something. I threw that verse out whenever I could. I was like, I'm going to China. I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to be a leader in Awanas. <laughs> they were like, who is this? She's a rebel. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, of course. No, thank you. It was, it was really cool when I, I met Amara and Dana because she was, that's exactly how she came across. She goes, um, we're here and how can we serve? And like, if you don't let us serve, like, we got to go find some other place. And I was like, whoa, she gets it. Um, it isn't just about serving here at Branches. It's about having that lifestyle of, of turning the direction of your life outside. We all hunger, don't we? We all really hunger to be full, to live this life like to its absolute fullest, or like from one of my favorite movies, um, to suck the marrow out of life, you know, to really get all that we can. And the way we can get the most is to give that life away. And so um, we're going to do something that uh, we don't usually do. Um, usually when I walk up here, I have a little card, just notes reminding me of, of where we're headed. Uh, sometimes one full sheet. Well, I have five sheets of paper here. You should be afraid, very afraid. Um, because we're taking an approach that I don't usually take in terms of um, Sunday mornings and how we go through it. Uh, I don't usually do fill in the blanks. I was going to have these little sheets of paper and we're going to put it on your, you know, you're going to have it, you can write on it. And then I imagined you with these sheets of paper, even with cardstock, and you having it on your knee trying to write and fill in the blanks. And I just couldn't imagine it actually happening. So you don't have the fill in the blanks, but you do have those note cards. So grab those note cards and we're going to go through a Bible study on serving. What does the Bible have to say about serving? What does the Bible have to say to kind of unpack what does it look like to give your life away? So here we go. Um, this is one of my favorite. Um, so you see the blanks down there, the lines in the bottom? You're like, oh, what could the answer be, right? Builds that sense of tension, right? I can tell you're all just on the edge of your seats. So we're going to define, to start, what are the roles of the pastors or the leaders the elder team, the staff, um, and what are the roles of the members, the members of the body of Christ? Now, the pastors are also members of the body of Christ, but is there a difference? And so um, Ephesians 4, 11, 12 says, God has given pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So my role, the role of our elders, the role of our teachers is to prepare God's people for works. And so the next slide, the answer to this, the pastors are the leaders, the members of Christ are the ministers. Now, if I told you that on, underneath your seat we made you each little business cards that said a minister and your name, you probably wouldn't want to actually grab that card, would you? Well, I guess we're passing out some Bibles, aren't we? Because they might need those. Glad you thought about it. You're excited to do that? You want to have your life filled up by serving others with passing out the Bibles? Be full, John. Be full. And so, (laughs) 
And so it's very important to understand because you probably wouldn't define yourself that way, right? You know, I'm looking at my brother-in-law who works in construction. Chris, you're a minister. No, I work in construction. Yes, and you're a minister. Um, I'm looking over at Max who deals with, well, actually I don't really know. He's described to me several times. It's just too complicated for me. But he's a minister. Eric works in sound and he works in people's houses and he's in businesses and no, I work in sound. No, you do work in sound, but you're a minister. I could go around, teacher, minister. I could go to each of you, graphic artist, minister, plumber, minister. Your life needs to be built around serving. That's how we were designed to be. And you take your vocation or however you spend your hours, whatever strength you have, whatever ability you have, you might not think it's much or you might think it's a lot, but regardless, it is to be a minister because that's what we are. And it's our job within the church as pastors and teachers to prepare you for that. And a lot of times in the community of faith, we're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm just coming to be the audience and not participate. But your life as a follower of Christ is defined as a minister. By following Christ, that's your title. And everything else comes off of that. And you find the best way that you can serve others with your abilities. And there aren't other areas that are better than another. It matters where it's being directed. Okay, and you're getting excited. What's the next blank thing we get to fill in? I'm going to go faster than this because there's a lot of slides. Uh, so the next one, um, I've been, and it's going to say, I've been blank for ministry for all of these. Okay, so I've been blank for ministry for all of these, and then we'll fill it in based on the scripture because this is a Bible study which is going to open our eyes to, um, to what does that mean for us to serve. So we are God's workmanship, creating Christ Jesus to, good, to do good works. You were created for ministry. That's the blank. I've been created. for. You were created to do this. You were designed for this. Okay, next slide. It is he who saved us and chose us for his holy work, not because we deserved it, because that was his plan long before the world began. Right away in 2 Timothy, he says, it is he who saved us. You were saved for ministry. Is that up there in green? I haven't turned around. Is it in green? All right, this is working. This is working. And you can tell me later, should we have filled it out on our thigh? Maybe you should have. Um, next verse, Galatians 1.15. God in his grace chose me even before I was born and called me to serve him. Another passage, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. You have been called into ministry. We talked about that um, last week. You've been called. If you're part of branches, sometimes you've literally been called on the phone. And that's a way to look at, well, how do I know if I'm called? It's not this exact, uh, it's, it's much like Amar approach it. You don't wait for someone to tap you on the shoulder. As a follower of Christ, you're looking, going, okay, my life is designed this way, so what am I supposed to do with it? And how can I do it best? And I say that also because some of you, you're giving more than you actually have. That's a few of you, not most of you, but there are a few of you that need to hear this. Some of you are giving more than is actually in the cup. And some of you need to get rid of some really good stuff so that you can do the best stuff. Some of you we never call on purpose 
because you're already giving so much, and we know if we call you, you're going to go, sure, when you should be saying no, because you chose the best. And although what may be offered up to you is good, you have to take that ownership on your own and not say, well, someone was supposed to do this for me. Someone was supposed to tell me. Someone was supposed to give me these opportunities. No, you have to go and grab them because this is what you were created for. This is what you were called to. This is what you were saved for. Okay, the next scripture. God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other, passing on to others God's many kinds of blessings. So you have been gifted for ministry. And especially for those of you who are superhero fans, that sounds cool, doesn't it? I've been given special abilities. We're going to talk about spiritual gifts next week. We're going to spend that whole Sunday because this felt like we couldn't really do it all in one Sunday, so we're going to share about it next week. What, is it, what are spiritual gifts? But it's not just spiritual gifts. You've been given abilities. You've been given um, experiences. You have a certain personality. You have a certain heart. You've been shaped a certain way. And you use that shape to give, and you give out of that. Next scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. In the passage just before it, Matthew 28.18-19. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is Jesus speaking. Therefore, go and make disciples. Which is another way to say, go and fulfill your calling, to go and serve. So you've been authorized for ministry. Um, we had a, uh, a marriage group, and um, one of the couples pulled us aside afterwards, and, and they, they live in a different city, but they come to the marriage group. And they said, you know, at this other church, we, we, we couldn't really get plugged into a, a group. And I said, why? Well, because we felt intimidated. Why? Because we didn't know enough. There's so many of us here that feel like, well, I don't know enough about the Bible. I don't know enough about this. I hey, if we all were real about that, I'll tell you one person that wouldn't be sitting in this chair with a microphone connected to him, me. I'm only here because I believe that God has given me the authority to. Not because I have the abilities or the skills. He provides that. He provides the ability to serve. And we can't keep waiting, well, I don't have enough. I'm not good enough at this or good enough at that or good enough. If he's called you into it, you just go and watch him show up and accomplish what needs to be accomplished. I don't have enough time. I'm not smart enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. It's not about you. It's about him and what he can do. He will authorize you. Matthew 20, 28. Your attitude, this is Jesus again speaking, your attitude must be like my own. For I, the Messiah, did not come to be served but to serve. Of course, we've already gone through that one. Um, wait, is that a new verse? Or is that, go to the next one. You know what, I think I went out of order. See, this is why I don't usually do this, Camtron. So we got to go to the next one. Um, Jesus, your attitude must be like my own, for I, the Messiah, did not come to be served, but to serve. And then the, the answer that goes with that is, for I have been commanded to ministry. Like, you try not to use those words too often in church, right? Like when we were at that dinner, it's an expectation that you're going to live a life of service. Ooh, did you say you're expecting something from me? Because if you're expecting, then I'm out. Because really I'm here to receive rather than give. And yet Jesus says, with life, 
we're commanded. Nobody likes to hear that word commanded, right? Has your spouse ever said to you, I command that you, you're like, oh, oh, no, you didn't, <laughs> right? Or if you, um, even if you're a server, you're a mechanic, and someone comes in and they say, you know, I command you to make this to work. Are you serious? You're not serious. You didn't just use the word command on me, right? Because we like to be autonomous. We like to be in control. And yet, we have to get to that point where we're going to decide, are we going to submit ourselves to Christ? Because if we do, then he commands us. You know, we sing these songs about being Lord. Lord means being boss. Is he really the boss? That's what that means. A boss can command us. Now, you don't want your boss to say, I command you to go on that sales call. Oh, you did not use the word command. Did you? Really? Because we don't like that word. But if they say, look, you need to go. I don't feel like it. Well, then you're probably not going to have this job. Okay, on my way. Like, we don't like the word command, but it really comes from a boss. And we are commanded to minister. But we're commanded from someone that loves us because he knows it's what's best for us. And it's how we were designed. It's how we're meant to work together. It's not just because Jesus is bored and God's bored and he's trying to come up with stuff for us to do. It's that he wants the best for us, this fullness, and that comes from serving, from having an attitude like his. Jesus didn't come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Did Jesus at any time, or can you imagine him saying, hey, Father, that was awesome. I was, um, I'm glad that everything good came from that, but I ain't doing that again. That was too much. I really don't want to give my life away again. Even Christ himself was filled to the brim because he was able to give. It is a gift. We say it is better to give than to receive. That's not just words. That's truth. It's not just better for the one that you give to. It's better for us. And there's also that balance. There's that balance of some of you have to learn to receive. Because if you don't receive, you're stealing from other people the opportunity to give. I mean, when you, I, I don't know if I'm hungry or something, but we keep going back to the analogy of restaurants. Imagine that afterwards you take someone to lunch. This is Sunday, take someone to lunch day, and you go there, and then the bill comes, and there's a fight. Like the good fight, right? Like not the bad one, like, oh, I, I didn't say I was going to order that. I'm talking about the good fight. Like, no, I've got this. No, I've got this. You can sit there all day, but someone eventually has to receive. Because then no one has a chance to give. And on top of that, the server's going to be really annoyed with you. And so are the people that are waiting to get in. Like someone has to receive. There's that balance of giving and taking. I was talking to one of my kids, and we were talking about their grades, and they've got really good grades, but there's one class, and I'm like, you're going to have to get help in that. But I don't want to ask for help. And I'm like, oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not how life works. When you have a need, you have to ask for it. And that also opens the, op the opportunity for someone else to give. So we're getting down here to the nitty-gritty, getting towards the end. So then in Romans 14, 12, it says, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Each of us is going to stand before the Lord. In the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, you know, God gives us these gifts, these abilities, these experiences, these hearts, these, um, these personalities, and then he's going to, he, want, he wants to see what we've done with it. He's going to hold us accountable. Nobody likes to hear that either, but you need to hear that. That's clear in Scripture. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God because I'm accountable for my ministry. I'm accountable for my service to this world. That's why I'm here. Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, 
since you know that you receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. And another way to say that, Matthew 25, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. We will be rewarded for ministry. I can't think of anything more beautiful. We talked about this on the men's retreat. Then to hear our Father in heaven say, I'm proud of you. And in terms of that fullness that we've talked about it, it happens here and now too. It's not just for later, it's for now. John 12, 24 says, and Jesus is talking to his disciples about him going to the cross. They're like, no, you're not. No, you can't go there. And he says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it will remain by itself alone. But if it dies, if we die, then we will bear much fruit. And there's nothing more fulfilling than to bear much fruit. There's nothing more fulfilling than to see you serving and God multiply it. This past January and, and well, December, January and February, as I got to go through my funeral um, and to see all these notes and cards and people writing and saying these things and I'm thinking, I did hardly anything. And really, in some of these people's lives, I did like nothing. Nothing I was, was even aware of. So it doesn't take much to change the world. It takes so little. So as you're going, well, I don't think I'm going to, and he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's not your place. That's not your part. You aren't the judge. When the scriptures say do not judge, it means do not judge yourself as well. That's not your place. Your place is just to do the best that you know how to give your life away. Not to say I'm not doing enough, I should be doing more. No, that's not it. Get back to the basics here and just direct outward. Let the Lord multiply it. He, the reason we're called branches, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But the only reason we're bearing fruit is because we're connected to him because he's the one that provides the life. He's the one that provides that fruit. He's the one that does it all. We just stay connected with him. And it's not our place to go, oh, I should be having more fruit. There should be more lemons, more limes, more oranges. Not your place. Something will be produced if you stay connected to him. Oh, that went faster than I thought. We went through all of them. All 10. We win. <laughs> Woo! And I know you wrote them all down. So when we went to that passage that was um, translated in the message, and he said, you know, anyone that is seeking self-help, you're going in the wrong direction. Self-sacrifice is the way to true life, real life. If you go a little bit farther up, and that's the scripture I want us to end with. If you go a little farther up, Jesus said this. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And then he says, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. So what's next then? What do we do with this? We're talking about service. We're talking about poor. So what do you do? We just follow Jesus. We let him do the direction. We let him do the speaking. We know we're supposed to serve, so we see the needs around us. Something's going to rise up within you, and you fill those needs. And it's our responsibility here at Branches. As leaders and pastors, it's our responsibility to not only give you those opportunities, but to train you. Most of, if any of you have ever filled out the card, and if you've ever gone to the dinner, and you've ever found your place to serve, you've already received that survey in the mail, right? How many of you received that email survey? Really? No, really, because then we're just going to make you fill it out right here. 
right now. Okay, so we sent it out to you. We've gotten a bunch of responses so far. And the reason for that was for us to see how, how are we doing in this area, that area as well as some other areas. Um, and this is the area that by coincidence, because this is already planned for us to teach on this, that as a community of faith has shown the most need. You know, you fill out those stars like you do on Yelp. Hey, I think you got it. And so the stars for how Branches is empowering you and training you, that's the one where we got the least amount of stars. And we asked people to put comments on there. Well, how can it be done better? You know, what, what's your input on this? This is our responsibility, but it's also the people of, of, of branches, your responsibility to move forward towards what is offered, to be trained. And there's no better training than just getting in there and getting dirty, whether at branches or outside. But living this life of service, God will open up your eyes. So many of you have this great heart. You're like, I want to draw near to God. Well, as you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And as you want to know what's the best way to draw near to God, then go where he's going. So many of us go, I need to draw near. I need to read. I need to be, I need to be in 18 million Bible studies. Hey, as you can tell, we're big fans of the word of God. However, you will never grow as close to the Lord than by being obedient to him. That will always trump going to Bible studies. But as you live this life of being obedient to Christ and going where he takes you, which will be to serve him and others, then you will see this fullness. You will be drawn to him like you've never been drawn to him before. We, uh, we have our attempts at this. Um, so October 23rd, and for those three weeks, we have something called the Branches Registry, which are the needs inside and outside of branches in a way people from branches are going out and serving or serving inside. And it's called a registry. Um, men, you don't understand what this is. Women noticed automatically, like, oh, a registry, like a wedding. And they got all happy, and you just, it's not because of the font, but because it's in woman language, you missed it. But um, some really creative people said, you know what, to fill a need, you know, when you go do a registry, um, whether it's a creative barrel or REI, you, um, you know, a, a couple says, these are some of our needs. And then we go, oh, well, I'll meet that need for you. You need a tent? Boom. You need cups you need forks so all these different groups are going to come and show needs and then you can go and pull it and whatever and fill it out and we know it's taken care of um, so some of you are like I don't know where the needs are that was one of the many comments we saw was I just I want to know where to fill in but I don't know how well ta-da there it is um, there's also uh, we'll give Dave Jansen credit for this we have our branches mall usually and it's gonna be in the middle of December but it's not gonna be called branches mall anymore I know, you're excited. Let's fill in the blank. What's the title of it this year? Um, a Taste of Branches. I was like, oh, that's good, Dave. So if you don't like it, do your consumerism. Go and complain to him. Tell him it was a horrible idea. Give him your idea. You should have done. And then he'll just nod and ignore you because it's already chosen. The, we're, already, we're already moving in that direction. But it'll be out here in the courtyard. It's all the different needs locally and globally in ways that you can um, participate. Not only physically, but you can, instead of buying someone... Um, like, you're like, oh, I should buy a book of flannel. No, I got lots of flannels. No more flannels. But you can buy me a cow, meaning you can buy a cow for another family that's in need. Or, um, well, I can't say this about anyone else, but let's say there's some lady, and let's face it, she's got a lot of jewelry. You don't need to buy her more jewelry. You could buy her jewelry from I Sanctuary that's going to go to someone else where there is a need to, to free people from human trafficking. There's all these different areas. Um, what, one of the things that we try to do here at Branches is create this flow where you can find your place and then we can train you. You know, it, it comes with the connection card. It comes with going to the branch dinner. It comes to 
serving somewhere here and then moving, either in the, staying in the same place or moving in or out. Um, we have the, the shape survey to help you find more clearly what your shape is and to find your place. Not just here at branches, but in the, in, in the body of Christ because we're all members and we need to find what our role is and serve each other. And so those are some of the ways we do it. But in closing, the reason we have these expectations, we re- the reason we say this is because that's what we're defined as. The word church means the called out ones. Like that's, the, that's, the t- that's, that's where that word comes from, church. Ecclesia, it means the called out ones. Ek means out, lesia, called. Um, we're called out. It's how we're defined. So it's not just branches, it's every body of Christ. All these, all these little bodies of Christ that come together and make the big C body of Christ. We're the called out ones. And so we're going to continue to try to fulfill that calling here at Branches. Um, I want to invite the worship team up. Um, one, because they've got to reorder everything I just messed up up here. I'm letting you behind the scenes. That's part of the reason we do it. I'm going to ask you guys to stand. And so I'm going to lead us in prayer. Um, we have uh, some people that are going to be out here that will pray with you. So if you're like, Lord, I just, I want to know. I want to know where I'm supposed to be, where I'm supposed to go. Then they're going to be out there just to pray over you. They're not going to give you counsel in that, but they want to pray over you for that. Or if there's any other things that are going on. Um, our family had some really good friends that had a, um, a ridiculous loss in the past 48 hours. And maybe you just, you just want to pray for them and you want someone to pray with you. Then you can go out there and do that as well. Um, the offering basket, I can't remember if it came through or not. It's going to come. That's just another way for us to serve, to give away. Um, so I'm going to pray for us and all of that. Father God, we, we seek to fulfill the design for which you've created us. And we are very selfish, Lord. We're very honest about it. We want to have this full life. And Lord, show us how to, um, to receive that. Because you, you said it's okay for us to want that. You said it's okay for us to want a full life. Because that's how you've designed us, to be full. So show us, Lord, how to live these lives. The rest of the world has been teaching us otherwise for so long that it's about going and getting and receiving and getting what's ours. Lord, show us how to lose our life. We ask for this blessing in the name of Jesus. Amen.